Welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper. And remember, I'm only as hip as my guests. Not to tell you people, because uh, I, you know, I, I told you how Joanne always watches The Big Brother, and uh, she's addicted to that stuff, and she watches the feeds, and she reads all this stuff. Like We'll be watching Letterman, and she'll be like on her iTab, uh, iPad watching it. But what she found out was, because she knows I don't enjoy watching it, so she <laughs> found out she can get the East Coast feed so she watches that and for about a month and a half i was when she would watch i would go down to the bar have a few beers and i wasn't going to the gym and i was uh eating some of my you know whenever you go out to an app bar people have appetizers don't have eat some of that so i'm eating crappy food and i noticed uh my I, my face looked bloated and i i started uh my pants were tighter and i was noticing that and i was a little irritated so about two weeks ago i said screw this i, I said you know i haven't gone out i haven't drank at all i haven't eaten crap food i went back to the gym and this is no lie now i'm i'm a i'm a thin frame guy but i was i'm 510 and I was pushing up to like 173, which is the most I've ever weighed, or 174. No lie, in in two weeks, <laughs> by just doing that, I lost seven pounds. So you know what? If you don't, if you eat healthy and you cut down your booze, you're gonna be you're gonna be thin. Anyway, we're gonna talk to my guest because I know he works out. Darren Carter. Darren's been on so many times. How you doing, Darren? <laughs> Great. That'd be hilarious if I was like you know Ralphie May or somebody just yeah, like giant like. <laughs> Our 500-pound guest. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Cooper. No. Well, I, no, I, I what, you work out a lot. I do, but I was thinking what you just said. Like I'm like I think I'm 5'11", and I weigh. You look much taller. I, I, you I you I, tower. Yeah. You got to be six foot because I'm five ten. You tower. I think over I'm me. five. Yeah, maybe I'm five eleven and a half. Yeah, I probably am. With like because when you know when you, when you see me, I'm always wearing shoes. So it's okay. like yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm almost six foot tall, but I'm. I also have been trying to lose weight, and uh, but but I, the weight you said because right now I'm probably I'm at, uh, this morning I would 185, but I would love to get into the 170s. For but your, it's all perspective, yeah. For your frame, you know, you brought what do you, you probably should be in the 160s, huh? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. I, it's so weird when I when I got out of the hospital, I dropped down to 145, and I looked, I was so skinny, and yeah. My cardiologist is like, I go, dude, I'm too thin. You know, this isn't good. He goes, oh, yeah. no, no, no. Maybe that's your natural weight. I said, no, if it was my natural. Because I've weighed yeah, like yeah. 165 my whole life. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. fluctuate. It's like your waist. You know, I, I mean, when I got really sick, I went down to a 32. I'm usually a 33. But yeah. you can get a 34, you know, whatever. Yeah. And you pull a belt. Because yeah. I'm a big shopper. And I went to the uh, the Kmart. And uh, the Adam Levine collection. Was, <laughs> but really? Was, they had the, but for some reason, it was this freak sale. And it said, Adam Levine collection. Everything was like four bucks. Wow! So I got these. I got like four pairs of shorts, and I got them. They didn't have their thirty-two or thirty-four. Well, do mm-hmm. thirty-four. You pull a waist tight. We wear yeah. shirts untucked, right. and I got all this. And I got these shirts, and I was like, <laughs> and I walked out, and I, I'm, I'm one of those people that shops a lot. So I looked at the, like the, at the end, and it said, you know, I paid like I think I got this sweat jacket and two shirts and four pairs of shorts, and it was like thirty bucks, and it's wow. like it would have been like. 200 it yeah, made my yeah. day yeah so no 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 you are you i know you used I to do it. a lot of sit-ups and yeah. push-ups and no i've been like doing that. the push-up thing i started that up again and i added pull-ups so you can get the, the where do you do them there's a park in burbank it's uh <clears throat> you find any park like well, i mean i say in burbank because i live here but it's like you find just find a local park and just go out and do some pull-ups man and, and at first i started out just doing like just one with the different grips like narrow grip medium grip wide grip and then turning the palms so it's like a chin up and and then you do, you work up and you say okay today I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna I don't care if I have to do it three at a time to one at a time I'm gonna work my way up to thirty I'm gonna do thirty today at this park like a little to do list and the stuff I'm telling you when you, when you do like some pull ups and you wake up and you, you you just drop down like you're like I'm gonna do twenty five push ups before I leave the house it just makes you wanna you feel like your body's getting fit and you don't want to eat crap and also it's good to to give yourself a kind of a you know, like a goal, like, okay, by September 1st, I want to weigh this or by, and it's easier when you have an event. Like I noticed like whenever we'd go to a wedding or something, my wife was like, I got to lose weight by, you know, the, by August 2nd or whatever the thing is, you know? So, so in a way it's good to have like a little finish line, I think. Well, know? see, it's weird. Cause for me, Joanne, she, I mean, she goes to the gym five days a week. Yeah. Really, I mean, she's up at like seven thirty. She's getting ready to go to the gym. I'm like, and I, yeah. and it's funny cause I, I haven't been sleeping good lately. I don't know why, but, uh, and I, I want to take melatonin, but I don't know if I can because of medication I'm on. Uh-huh. But so I wake up like three thirty, and then she wakes up. Here, you want a mint? Here's a little mint. <coughs> no, I get like a, a little cough. That coffee made me cough. There you go. Take one of those. Oh, oh thank you. That's good. Uh, so, so yeah. So anyway, I want to talk to you because you know you, you've been on the road a lot. But I want to yeah. talk to you um, about the whole Robin Williams thing because I know you're. Uh, 
you're very animated acting. You just you do different character voices and characters. And was he was he a big idol to you? Dude, big idol, huge idol. I just so you know, I haven't talked to anyone about. It. I mean, I went to. I'll, I, we'll talk about his memorial. I went to his yeah. memorial the other night. Oh, you did. But oh. uh, but no, tell me. So so what was it like? I mean, was as a kid because we've talked. But were you a huge fan, or how did he impact you? Yes. Let me tell you something. When I when I heard the news, I um I was I was on my walk. You know, I like to go for these jogs, pull ups, walks, and I was at a park. And I got off the phone with my wife um, on something I'm related. She's like, hey, we're coming back. Because they, they went up to you know grandma's house for the weekend, her mom's. And so I'm looking forward to seeing my wife and my little boy. I hadn't seen him in three days. I hang up. I see an email alert. What's this? Her mom had sent me the email that said the news. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking maybe it's a hoax. I couldn't believe it. Because there's been so many of them lately. Yeah, it's yeah. disgusting. And then my mother-in-law, like she's older or something. And maybe she doesn't, you know what I mean? Like it could possibly, from your mother-in-law, like she's the kind of lady that would forward like these, you know, these silly emails. Like, oh God, you know, watch out for carjackers right. you know, or whatever. <laughs> so if you flash your lights, it means a gang is initiating you. You'll get scammed if you call. <laughs> yeah. If they call and say, you know, do you yeah. want the New York Times? And if you give them your client. <laughs> Yeah. Card, you will lose forty thousand yeah. dollars. The paper doesn't cost that much. Don't open this email. You, you're, you, please get LifeLock. You know. Mm. So I saw the email and I was like, "No way!" And then I, and then I, I went to Google it and then I started getting text messages and then I'm like, "Okay, this is this is when I, you know, when the moment you realize it's real." Luckily, I was. Like there was some tennis courts and they were surrounded by shrubs and and you're it's kind of secluded and I just sat there on a bench and just cried man I was f- literally frozen in my tracks like I would get up and be like okay I gotta go home now I gotta go see my wife and son and then I would start thinking about it and I have to sit down I'm like I, I, I gotta I gotta get through this I can't just I, just walk down the street bawling you know I felt like if a musician who let's say grew up in the 60s or 70s and was not only entertained by the Beatles but was inspired by the Beatles. That might have been what it felt like when John Lennon, you know, perished. You know? Well, yeah, it's weird because it's so funny. As you know, we forget this that you know, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I didn't really follow Robin Williams' stand up. I mean, I watched it, but uh-huh. I was, I didn't, because I don't watch stand up. That's yeah. nothing against any kind of stand up. I don't yeah. watch it, but his movies were so amazing. Just, I mean, there, there's an old movie called Seize the Day where he plays yeah. this, uh, which is such a great movie. And Goodwill Hunting. I mean, that that, sh- that just resonates his performance. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. You know, and he was, and we forget that you know, you forget that stuff that Carpe you sit deal. there. Yeah. Yeah, you forget, you know, Dead Poet Society, and you forget all that stuff, and you forget how long he's been around, and you forget the the yeah. movies like you, you know, you forget all about the Fish King and Good Morning Vietnam because you don't see him all the time. Right. But then when you look back and you go, God, that was amazing work, and he was so across the board yeah. of the characters he's played, and it's weird because I mean, I was wondering because you know, you were you a fan as a kid or huge fan, man? Like, uh, you know, Mork and Mindy was like. Of course, like that was the first introduction. You're like, oh, and, and 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 I'm at an age where like that was like so funny to me, and like you know, no, 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 shells about, ho, more killing Orson, come in Orson, <laughs> you know, and and we'd walk to school, and there'd be a poster of Mork like in the in the window of this of, of somebody's apartment building, and I remember that we used to always be like, oh, it looks like the eyes are following you, like that was just a big part of our childhood, you know, and then I used to get compared a lot to Robin Williams in the beginning, and I loved it because I why because because of my energy and my voices that I do and. And a little bit of, uh, you know, like like I, I felt like probably the first year that I did stand-up, I was half Robin Williams and half Darren Carter. Like I really was, I thought, oh, I had to be quick the whole time and I can't really, you know, and, and looking back, you know, that's, you know, I, well, I learned pretty early on, you, you, you got to like let the audience breathe and you, you just, you can't just be talking a mile a minute, you know. But I learned, you know, I, I got, to, I, met, I met him, uh, I met Robin Williams twice and, he, and the first time I was, probably 22 years old and it was at the holy city zoo which was an iconic comedy club in san francisco i've heard well they were talking about that at the, the uh, memorial but you know yeah from holy city zoo and I, and I talked to him there and he talked back and it was cool and we just it was just small talk but it was like man he had he didn't have to give me the time of day like you know you, you could picture celebrities now that would probably not why would they even want to they probably blow off some young comic you know but not him man he was really like cool, and I remember I carried that for a long time. Like I go back to my parents and be like, "Hey, I met Robin Williams. I talked to Robin Williams." And I mean, it's, it was almost like a credit or something on my resume, you know. Well, it's and, amazing when you meet yeah. you meet people. I mean, I just a quick story to tell you. I remember before, when I before I started doing comedy, there's a place in Philadelphia called the Comedy Factory Outlet. Yeah. And I guess it was when he was shooting Dead Poet Society. I don't know what, but he was in town. Yeah. But they said, you know, he just he stopped by the club and he's like, you know, hey, do you mind if I go on? And it's like the headliner was about to was getting done and yeah. like sure you know whatever and they said it was such amazing how much loved he was that the MC 
when the before the MC brought him up, he says we have a special guest, and in Philadelphia, you know that could be you know it's not like in LA or New York a special guest, but you don't know who it's going to be. Yeah, but people started seeing him walking, and as wow. he was walking up. He just it was a wave of a standing ovation. Like even yeah, before he got on the stage. Yeah, I can see that. And I just, and they said though he was and he hung out after the show and he's just so nice. So when he talked to you, I've heard so many stories like that yeah. that he just he really he he because he yeah. loved comedy and he loved comics. He did. I would read stuff on Facebook from people. You know, that's how it is. It's like in, in our comedy community, I, I would tell the audience, you know, <clears throat> I had to perform that night at the Laugh Factory, you know, which is I was looking forward to that. Hey, Laugh Factory Monday night, that's gonna be great. And then of course, if you hear that news, you're like, man, I gotta pull this together. And not only do I gotta pull it together to perform, I gotta go to a comedy club, which is basically our church in a sense. Like that's where, you know, and 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 I get there, and you know, I know this is just, you know, I know I know literally what it is. It's like it was the air conditioning unit, like that was dripping. But but it was funny that night, like on stage, there was it, it was dripping in the middle of the stage, so the comedians kind of had to stand to the sides, and and they had a bucket and stuff. And I almost felt like like as cheesy as it sounds, like it was like the building was crying. Right, or it was like you you can't be center stage tonight because Robin's center stage. Yeah, so it, it was just like it was like just I've never seen that ever in my life. You know, at the Laugh Factory, like on the stage like that, it was so. Weird, and yeah. then and also I know this just sounds weird. I was performing this last weekend, and the same thing happened there. Like I'm like, this is weird. Like, it's very queer. No, no. Yeah. When's the second time you met him? Uh, second time I met him, uh, I want to say about maybe five years ago, and it was at the Improv. And at the time we had the same management company. He was with the big wigs there, and I was with the little wigs. But but we um we did a show, and he, and he came by, and, and uh, he asked to go go on and I was like oh please go on before, you know like oh please I'd love to watch you and then and uh and I remember it was one of those nights at the improv where they got to kind of pull the curtain because the crowd's not that busy and you know and, and he didn't go 100% full bore he was just sort of he probably did like 10 minutes and it was great to watch him and he you know he talked about um that was the first time I'd ever heard someone talking about the year 2012 <laughs> about the Mayan calendar okay like he was the first person that I'd ever heard talk about that well it's amazing and I put this on Facebook how you know like the Westboro Baptist idiots are going to uh, boycott his uh, funeral because he played a gay man in a movie but what I always thought the thing that brought me to smile my place was, was if he was alive the bit he would do about them boycotting yeah. them the, his funeral because yeah. yeah. you know he's so funny like that yeah Where's where's the funeral going to be? I'm not sure, but I went to the memorial the other night. Yeah, tell me about that. Well, it was cool. It was at the comedy store, and my good friend, who is <clears> like <throat> my comedy mentor, Jeff Martyr, who had HBO specials and just quit the business. Oh, I remember Jeff Martyr. Yeah, Jeff's yeah. like one of my best friends, and uh, Jackson Purdue had posted about Jeff to Jeff about this memorial for just for comics yeah and it, it was really it's uh, so i he said you want to go i said yeah and it made me sad because in that morning uh, on uh sunday it was sunday night i went to a granville cafe in studio city they have a new restaurant that opened and it was friends and family so i was you know got me and joanne got comped and i saw overton was eating there and rick was just been so devastated by this whole yeah. thing because he had been friends for 36 years and he's like, yeah, I'm going. To, I'm going tonight. So me and Jeff go. You know what to expect. And all. He, and Jeff hasn't stepped on stage for 20 years in that room. It's the main room at the comedy store, right? Yeah. Is that, where was that? The the uh, the big one. Yeah, the, the big main one. Room. The main room. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you go in, and um, Seth Green's there. Uh, Mike Binder's there. Bob Saget's there. A bunch of people. You know, I've seen a lot of people have been on the show. It's only for comics. They're like no pictures. You know, <coughs> going there. They, yeah. they bought everyone. We didn't know. I would have eaten and drank if I knew it was free. <laughs> no, but we sit there and, and it goes and and it was uh, Paulie came on show, uh, stage and just said mm -hmm. something and of course Argus Hamilton hosted it, and it was just amazing that the people the stories people told you know Saget I mean Saget was just he was choked up but he was just so damn funny like he is he was being him mm -hmm. but he was choked up and Norm Macdonald was like wasn't really he said I wasn't really prepared you know he was sad and then he just did some stuff that's funny and I don't know if you know Alan Stevens yes well, yeah. Alan Steven who's also been on the show who's the yeah. nicest guy was one of Kinison's outlaws yeah, yeah, he yeah. just came up and I'm gonna tell you his stories I mean he just blew the roof and you know wow. he, he ran the light a little bit but no one cares because his yeah. stories were so good about Robin and the Nanu Nanu and what did he say do you he, remember well he was just telling about how he told one story how what do you mean the nanu nanu? Well, that's how they would get out of stuff. Like he oh. said, he, they were drinking at this bar. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, oh, he used to party with them, huh? Hang out. Yeah, with they them. get yeah. all drunk, and then he yeah. had keys to the comedy store, so he had a jeep, and so they're filling his car up with beer because Missy yeah. gave him the keys, and he's drunk, and they're driving down the street, and the cops pull him over, and he's worried, and all of a sudden, 
Robin Williams goes, no, 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 no. And then all of a sudden the cop's like, what is that? And he goes, yeah. So the cop ended up, instead of pulling him over for DUI, gave him an escort up to Alan's house. <laughs> and just all these different men, they're partying with Stephen Stills. And, and it was just amazing because it, it showed, you know, Stephen yeah. Kravitz went up and said how like Robin paid for two of his rehabs. You know, and everyone said, Saget talked about how Robin would donate so many times to different charities mm. and how like, because Bob's, uh, sister has like this weird yeah, yeah. died of this weird disease yeah, yeah. and because of robin he did like seven of these shows and they raised like 30 million dollars so it was just really interesting to see you know people who or there have been comics and they've known him for so long and it's weird because you know you've been in comedy for a while and yeah. i have yeah. and it's just it seems that you know you don't see that anymore like the camaraderie like you know as we're older we've been around but you know you yeah. had the guys you started with i had the guys i started with yeah. and it was just it was different because you don't see it's not it's not like that. Like back then, you know, maybe when I started out, if you weren't a comic, you were a civilian. And we use that yeah. term, you're a civilian. And they were using that. And even Alan said, he goes, yeah, you know, these young guys think they're all funny. He goes, you, you got to learn from the masters. And all of them, you know, just were so tight and just so funny. And it was, it was really good. And then Robin's manager comes up and is telling stories. And it was just, it was really touching. And, and the thing is. What was his manager's name? It's the older oh, guy, right? Brent Brez. No, I forget. Yeah, 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 you got it. Yeah, yeah one Brent, of those guys. Jeb, yeah, yeah but, uh, <clears throat> but it was interesting. And so it was cool. And you should have gone. I know, I couldn't. But I couldn't no one really it. knew about it either. Yeah. I mean, I knew about it, but I just, at that, at that time, I was already, yeah, I couldn't have, I, yeah. Now you've been on the road a lot. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so. Uh, Wait. Well, tell me more about the anything else from the memorial. Well, you know, it was it was uh, Saget was just so funny and just <clears throat> he was just crazy and then um, it, it and um, there's one guy who got up who doesn't even know Robert who was just trying to be self-absorbed who shouldn't have been on stage. I'm not going to say his name on air. Um, and I, we're like, what? And then these two. Wait, 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 tell me about. What, give me well, a hint. He was <laughs> no. He was. He's a. He's a storyteller. That's all I'm gonna say. Is he a comedian? Do I know him? He's a comedian storyteller. I'll tell you later. But uh, you're gonna forget. No, I'll write it down. But then the thing is, so <laughs> that then these girls came up that were in Robin Williams' uh, uh-huh. troupe, like the 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 uh, comedy store players, and she just barges on the stage. She's like, "I'm gonna die soon anyway." She had this nose thing, what? and she was just talking, and it was all about her. Like I teach in front, and then it wasn't, and, and it was like everyone. She killed the room. She was like the last one to go on. But then, uh, right, right, it she, down right uh, there. she killed the room, and it was just—it was sad because everyone was yeah. so great, and everyone was so. I mean, to see you know yeah. Yakov Shmirnov was just on. He was very choked up because he got his big break from Robin because he taught him Russian in uh, oh, yeah. for the Moscow on the Hudson, which wow. we also forget was a great movie. I know. You know, and we forget World According to Garp. There was a and, movie that I really liked. It was um, it's called One Hour Photo, and I, and I haven't really been hearing people talk I've about that I've never seen one. it. That I've, one's great. He plays it's, like a pervert, right? Yeah, but, yeah, but he's also, he, he it, it was a time when people would develop film, and so he would see all these these happy, uh, oh yeah, they would see these uh, these happy, like families and stuff and all these because he goes people are taking their pictures at their happiest moments you know birthdays and weddings and you know and so he would he was like this lonely guy in that movie you know where he'd see all these people de- develop their happiest moments and, the, and it was really it was a great movie well yeah. what's amazing is uh, I heard that this past weekend Hook was like the number one viewed movie I guess because he was you know he played wow. Peter Pan but I bet a lot of parents were probably telling their kids who didn't don't understand the the level of Robin's <clears throat> thing, but that would relate to them as the kids. Yeah, you know, because I had I had uh, Dante Bosco who played uh, Rufio on Hook, and he I saw him interviewed on the news, and he sh- pulled out this book after Hook, like this Peter Pan book, and Robin wrote this long inscription to him, and that's what they said. Everyone just said he was he was so so nice. You know what? Yeah, you you hear about certain people like passing away, like celebrities, and I. You process the information, and, and you'll you'll be like, oh, that's that's sad, or I like that person, or or wow, but this one was a total connection. You know? Well, yeah, it's weird. You it's also saying? it's also like for some from because like, we're comics, but more for a lot of the actors. When Gandolfini passed, it was a big thing. Yeah, and I remember I was going to do a show as back east. That was the Parks Casino, and it was the same thing. I saw a thing on Facebook. Well, that's like when Robin passed. Joanne's yelled down. She goes. Robin Williams passed away, and we all do the same thing because all the death hoaxes. You know how it is. You get yeah, it first. You yeah. do is you go. You get on. I always go to my phone. On my phone. I put the name, and I, I push Google, and then I push news, and yeah. I see if the news comes yeah. up. And then if it's one stupid thing you never heard of, you go or whatever. TMZ or TMZ, something. TMZ, yeah. yeah. But then you sit there and you go, and you sit there, and it's weird because you know, and it, it's one of those things where, you know, and it sounds morbid, but people play a ghoul pool. Like like I love Ava right, Goda, right, but yeah. if Ava Goda died today, we'd expect <clears> it. 
Yeah. It's like, you know, like I have congestive heart failure. Someone said, Ed Koch died of that. I said, no, Ed Koch died of 88. He was 88. It's old age. You know, yeah. But with Robin Williams, yeah. you didn't see it coming because he had right. so much work coming out. Yeah. And you sit there and you go, you go, oh my God. It's like, you're like, wow. And then you, then you sit there and it clicks in and you go, God. All the stuff he's done. And I, I'm hairy. And I used to have long hair back when I had hair. People said, oh, you sort of look, some people say, you sort of look like Robin Williams. Back, you know, I was like, oh, okay, you know. But it was it, it was so weird. And when I was watching it, the, they had these these uh, cl- uh, slides after the yeah. tribute, after the memorial tribute to mm-hmm. him. And just, it's like, you know, just the way he looked, he always looked different. You know, like from the big beard or from like the young, yeah. skinny kid. Yeah. And it was, it was, it's just, it's you know, it's sad. And I heard someone talking out front that had been to a bunch of memorials and they said you know it was really sad it was like like the phil hartman one they said was very sad because phil hartman was murdered, murdered yeah. yeah so they said that was weird and uh like the sam one sam on kinnison yeah. was sad but sad because he cleaned up his act and then he gets hit by a drunk driver yeah and it's just the i i, it's I know. The ironic yeah so so did you now when did you mention any of it when you were on stage with the robin or because i mean the crowd because they go in and it says r.i.p in peace it must have been weird oh, they had the you. news trucks out there by the way this is my uh my my son, I just that's him at the uh, star. Okay, which okay, so that's he's at the yeah. star, which is good. So he's is he very aware of Robin? Like, have you or does he just know him as a fringe? He doesn't. Yeah, he he knows that I was very sad that day, and you know, then he, I think he's learning more about it because I came back from the road and he was like asking me questions, like, Dad, did you did you like him a lot? Like, were you really crying? Did you really, you know, like he wanted to know like more about Robin Williams and and. uh you know, get, my son's really bright. He's a bright kid, you know. And you know what's kind of funny is he's learning to curse by by reading, it, like on iTunes, it'll say explicit lyrics, but right. then they censor it, right? So he knows that there's something behind the curtain. Like, what is that exactly? And the other day, <clears throat> he was frustrated. He was playing a video game. He's six years old, and this is how he cursed. This is hilarious. He goes, "Ah, what the f? Star, star, K." That's funny. That's so because you think about it. Well, what's funny also is like you know, for when I was younger and when you were younger, you know, yeah. th- there was lyrics. You know, people like I remember when uh, Aerosmith "Bootleg" came yeah. out and uh, "Dream On," Dream goes, Dream on. but then he said Dream "Mother F," and I'm not going to say that word. And he said that, and we were like, "Oh my God!" He cursed, you know, but in the lyrics it didn't say "a mother F." And, and then of course, yeah. I always crack up with it when they curse. Like I'm, 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 a, I'm a big Violent Femmes fan. Yeah, and why can't I get just one F? You know, it's what, that's the word. Why can't I get just one? And it's is that blister in the sun? Yeah, but the thing is, you when know, they, when the they play it on the radio, they always go, "Why can't I get just one?" And it sounds like a dog barking. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what if someone sits there and they don't know the real lyrics, and they're yeah. at a concert and they mm-hmm. see Violent Femmes and they say the f word, but they're waiting for them to bark. They're probably yeah. pissed. They're like, "Wait a second. Yeah, we're like, where's the bark? And you're like, "No, yeah. that's not. That's not the thing. It's the f." But so he so now. Do you discipline him when he says F boo boo boo? Or how do you handle that? Because no, he's, he's not really cursing. He's not. We, we laugh, but at the same time, we're like, okay, remember, you cannot do this at school. Because the big thing is, you know, when you're not at school, it's, you know, around us, it's okay, like, you know, to do F star star K. That's a cute way of saying it, you know. Um, but yeah, we don't want him. Because, like, the first day of his kindergarten, he, um, he got in trouble because he called people assholes, but he just knew that it was getting a reaction. Okay. Because all the parents were over there at the fence saying goodbye to their little kids, and he ran over there. And, and then it was so funny, the, the, the way the principal is describing it, they go, um, he made his voice into a lower register and pointed at the parents and called them assholes. That's funny. Because he knew it was funny. He knew if I go, assholes, and like point at them, because he can make his voice go deep like that. And it's hilarious to see a little kid because he, he does like an uh, just goofing around, does an impersonation of Louis Armstrong. Well, that's good. Good evening, yeah. Louis Armstrong. Yeah, we listen. We we are we're trying. We we got him interested in, in all this this older music, and now so he has kind of a good foundation of like what else is out there. Like, what, what are some then, What are some of the bands you've got him into? Oh man, like he well, Violent Femmes, you know, uh, pretty much anything that's on the classic rock radio. But I also got him into country music. I got him to Elvis. Um, now now his new crush is he likes Britney Spears. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, which is kind of funny because she's in Vegas now and stuff. So even to the the kids nowadays are probably like Britney Spears. Who's that? You know. But he um yeah he loves music. So I, I mean a check. There. I just had to check. I told my other guests because Darren ran oh, a little bit late. Yeah. Which now you live in Burbank. Yeah. Yeah. Now what traffic? Yeah. There's never Burbank. You know. Okay. You know what's weird? I, I live. Yeah. I live down on. Today I had to come from Glendale. 
Okay, yeah, I, I, not too far. What's weird is I I've noticed this. Like I've been going to different auditions, and you go to Hollywood, yeah. and and in the daytime, you're fine going yeah. down Olive, and I live near Glen Oaks, so. But that, to get to the Coanga Pass, yeah. have you ever noticed that if you get like going to the Coanga Pass, getting there, like right near Warner Brothers and where that uh, that Italian restaurant is, whatever Dia Meets, I don't know, it's on the yeah. right hand side. Do you ever notice that like six thirty, there's like a ton of traffic, like, yeah. like just, but it's only for like five blocks. All those studios getting out, yeah. But it's like we sit there go, and because I always crack a ton up, like, of traffic, like the one hundred one, you sit there and you're taking it. And you're all clustered. You got the cluster F going, and you can't move. And then all of a sudden, there's not an exit, but there's no cars. And it's like I always wonder what happened to those cars. Like yeah. everyone's merging, and it's all these cars. Yeah. And then like a few feet ahead, there's like no cars. You're like, wait a second, and they didn't get off anywhere. I don't. L.A. traffic. You, know, you grew up in California, yeah. so well, let me tell you the best app, and this totally will work. Have you ever used Waze? W A Z E. My cousin, when I was in San Francisco, he yeah. was. We were going to a restaurant, and it was closed downtown because of running race, and we yeah. had to get back to our hotel. He used Waze. Waze is the best, man. I'm telling you. Okay, if you were to go, I had an audition yesterday for a sitcom. If you were to go to 20th Century Fox, um, what sitcom? Uh, Cristela. Oh, with the, yeah. with the comedian Cristela. Yeah, yeah, I played a lawyer. Alfonso? Yeah, Alfonso? yeah. Was uh, it for a recurring or? Yeah, yeah. But who, who knows? But you know, um, but so you know, it's it's over there off like Pico and like Galaxy or something like that. Like if you had to go there, how would you? Go? Let's say you had to go to um, Pico and like I don't know. Do you know where Pico? You know where it is? Kind of over well, there. Pico's in your Culver City. Yeah. Let's say you had to go there. Well, how would you get there from Burbank? Uh, God, you know, it's so funny. I do. Well, I would Google Map it. Okay. And I would sit on my computer, or I'd map quest it, uh -huh. and I would see because I always give you three options. Yeah, I would see what was the quickest route in traffic right now. Yeah, so I do that. Like one time, I did a podcast on the West Side, and I screwed up because I went that side. I like side streets more. I don't like the freeways. Oh, oh as let much. me ask you. Let me ask you a question. If you had to, let's say the audition was at ten forty-five, but you probably want to get there earlier because you know, like traffic, and then you want to get on the lot, and then once you get to the lot, you got to walk across the lot. So let's. And, so, if I was gonna and go, you know that traffic would be super heavy that time. So I have to be there at ten forty, ten forty five. Yeah, I would. I would leave at nine. You'd leave at nine, and which way would you go? I would probably. I don't know why I still do this because I'm not versed. Mm -hmm. I'd probably take the one hundred one to the four hundred five. Yeah. To the uh, Pico. You might want to take Pico, or you might sometimes you take the ten. Yeah. I would. We sound like that sketch on uh, Saturday Night Live, <laughs> yeah. uh, the Californians. But yeah. no, I would probably take that because. For me, it's I'm not versed enough on like the two ten. The one I, I just yeah. I know the one one the four oh five, and it's it is more out of the way. You, I would say there's a high percentage of people that do that, and I did that before I had ways. I would just do that. I'd be like, okay, I gotta go, and you get on the one thirty four blends of the one oh one, and then you're sitting in traffic in the four oh five and the pico, and then you're exiting, and you're like, I'm late. I gotta use the bathroom. I gotta use the bathroom. I'm drinking water and coffee, and I'm you know. And and you would get there, and at that time, like like you know, if you leave your house at nine, you're probably gonna you're probably gonna take you at least an hour and a half to get there. At least I would say maybe an hour twenty five. You know, that's what it's so funny because I grew up back east, and people, you know, the Jersey Shore was sixty miles away. Usually takes an hour, except except if you're an idiot and you leave in the rush hour. Yeah. But out here, it's so funny. People are like, oh, so you must be close to the beach, and I go, well, I'm like <laughs> twenty. 22 miles right yeah. and they go so that's cool i go no you could take like an hour and a half and people right. don't get that but it was funny on on the holiday weekend what was the last holiday memorial day yeah we went to malibu uh go to the beach and hang out we used to go to santa monica and if you go to santa monica beach though like it's just all touristy and people are bringing like pizzas down there's people walking around in jeans the only thing i like about the Santa Monica beaches, the little Mexican kid yeah. who sells the fruta, fruta, and it's yeah. the it's the orange and all that, the, the mango, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, it's mango and stuff like that. But it took us like, there's no traffic. It took us like 25 minutes. Oh, it's the best. When there's no traffic in LA, yes. LA driving's great, except the 405 is a, is a really crappy road. And like, they might get like, construction out of nowhere yeah, and block and the, off and lanes. The 405, and they like they like pulled the cover off of it, so it's like you always rattle. And I have yeah, an old yeah, car. Yeah. But so now, did, did what way? What way did you go with Waze? Okay, so Waze, W A Z E Waze. Uh, instead of it normally being the hour and a half, hour twenty five, I got there in forty minutes. Gee, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, how'd the audition go? The audition went great. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I, I bombed at the audition, but I got there early. Now, have, have you been? Here, here, here's how you get. The, here's how I did the audition. No, I mean, no, no, no audition. Yeah. This I did it. No. He went in and said, no, "Okay." No, forget the audition. Here, here's how. <laughs> here's the route that it took me. Okay, it took me to the, um, the 101, but I exited Coldwater. In Coldwater, it took me over the hill. Okay, dropped me down through Beverly Hills, and because of ways, like 
like uh, it had me going through like what you said earlier, like taking some side streets, which I would never have done in my own mind, and then turning. And there's nobody on these side streets. The Beverly Hills the streets are super wide, so you're like, this is great. Like side street, side street. Next thing you know, I'm there at the studio. I'm like, this is great. I never would have gone this way. Well, what I've learned also is because I lived in Hollywood yeah. for a little bit when I first moved here. But like when I, when I sit there, I, I had an audition, and it's funny. I always end up like for these commercial auditions. I always end up at this place. It's like 6700 Sunset. It's like, I don't know, I always, yeah. and it's so funny, for the last two actually parked in front of the same house yeah. on the side screen, like, this is yeah. how lot of chances. But what I learned is, you know, because it's off sunset, people sit there and they get all confused. What you do is, people don't understand is, well, I had one on the far west side, I don't know whatever, I cut through, but there's all these side streets you can take. Yeah. It's, it's like when, you know, people, like the, the directions will say, okay, we'll go down to sunset and make a right. No, when you're coming over to Quanka Pass, you make a right on Franklin, yes. you go around to, yes. to, to, to uh, La Brea, and then you bypass all that. Right. And the best thing is when you take that way, like if you get on and change, if you get on Highland and you pass it, yeah. you only see regular, you see tourists. Yes. But like last time I was, I was at the light on, on sun, uh, Hollywood and La Brea or Sunset, and I saw this young drunk guy, like his pants were off and he's like <laughs> peeing and he's walking around with his pants off and I'm just, and it's, in the, it's like 10 in the morning. And that's the kind of stuff you yeah. say. So now, you, now I know you, you said you are you still taking acting classes. Yes. Okay. Now, but you different teacher. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, actually, I, I was taking acting classes up until two weeks ago. Then I'm taking a break. Um, Brian Reese is great. I used to take Brian Reese. Aaron Spicer was really good for a while, but Brian Reese is great. It's on Fountain. Go there. It's awesome. Yeah. So now, now uh, just to get up every week, it's a good. But I got a new CD coming out, so I'm promoting that and working on that, and then I'm going to record another one. So it's like, so well, sometimes I like to shift my energy and stuff, not well, just with the acting classes. Like, okay, what can I be doing to further my career? You know, and and that's what I would do. I would, I would do the acting classes on Tuesdays, and it's like, but then it took me out of a lot of opportunities also because you're locked up from eleven to three. Right. So, well, like, now I can come here, like, today. Yeah, but no, I was going to say, well, well, I know when you, the first time, I mean, I think this is your fourth time on, and uh, you were one of my first, uh, one of my original guests, and I thank you for that, because I, I, I didn't know you. I'm an OG. An but no, you, you were, you were, you were OG, you are the OG, yeah. but no, I remember, because it was so different, because we didn't know each other then, and you were like, you know, it's like, you and Cato Kalen were my first, like, big, I mean, that I didn't know, like, Paul yeah. Tompkins was one, yeah. but I've known Paul for years, so it's oh, different. Yeah. But I remember, because I didn't, I was so new, and you had, like, you wanted me to, you hook in the, uh, your iTunes and play the intro song, but I didn't know how to do that. Yeah. And and, and then, then it's changed right now, because we just come in and talk. But I know when that first one, the the ginger, it was the ginger must be crazy with the, the cover. That, yeah, that, yeah. I think that had just came out. Yeah, my, that, yeah, my first one was called Shady Side, and then the next one was called, it was a parody of uh, Richard Pryor's title, That Inward's Crazy, so mine was called That Ginger's Crazy. And that was, you came on, that was yeah. the first one. So now after and, that. And this one, the, the, the one that's going to come out in September is called Stay at Home, like Stay at Home Dad. It's called Stay at Home uh, um, Stay at Home Stripper. Now what yeah. made you decide to do another, another uh, did you feel it was, because you were on like three yeah. or four years ago. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's good, because it's, because yeah. it's, I think sometimes now, I mean, you're a headliner who tours and has a following. Yeah. But I always crack up when I see people who do CDs who have like, not even like 30 minutes of material. I don't understand why. It's like, you see it on Facebook, yeah. like, I'm taping my CD, tape my DVD. Why? You, you, you've done 12 minute shows, but you, know, know. you know, now you just yeah. have to, did you have to, is everything new on the CD? Everything's new, and what's cool is, um, I'm, I'm, it's funny it's like you know you have to give like I said the thing about fitness and finish lines I with a comedian if we have a finish line a goal then we can like work towards that goal get that material like document it and then move on because think about when we started like there were, we, I did comedy like 10 years before I even recorded the CD you know like Think about how much time and how much material has just gone into the ether. And then, and at the time, if you would have recorded it, it would have been funny for that time period. Right. But going back and doing your stuff from like 91, it, some of it may work, but some of it may be like, what are you talking about? Pee Wee Herman getting busted in a theater. It's not even, but if you had recorded it back then, then it'd be like, oh, this is cool. It's like a classic bit, you know? Yeah, but it's also, it's true. And also, but also we, we grow as acts, you yeah. know I mean? And that's the thing. And that's the one thing, because I mean, I used to videotape all my acts and, uh, and I, I had hair, and I was like, you know, I wore like the blazers, you know, right. that was the thing. But, uh, but yeah, so with the CD though, so you, you decided, what made you decide to bring it out now? Did you say, I'm just, I'm ready? Were you, I mean, you want to, of course, you want to sell it's merch, so, but do, yeah. did you sit there and go, I'm ready, I, I need a new CD now? Yes, and it's also, it's like, it's the one thing you can control, you know what I mean? It's like, like you can't control if you're going to be in a movie. You can't control if they're going to cash in a sitcom. But you can control, I'm going to record my, I'm going to write this material, record it, perform it, 
print it up and send it out to the different radio stations, SiriusXM, and also nowadays you can get residual checks. So, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting every month I'm getting a check in the mail for my two albums, and it's like you'll get a hopefully a bigger check for the third album. And you know, I have a friend that he has three albums out, and he he's, he he recently bought a house. Really? Yeah, with with the, a big portion of that money for, for as residuals. And he's a comic. So like, he's a comic. He's he's a comic who's been doing it for like maybe seven years. Okay, well you can tell me later what his yeah. name is. Oh, I'll t- I'll tell you. Um, he's great, Justin Worsham. Okay, I know the yeah. name. I know. The yeah, name. he's always on the the uh, the all. Um, they play him a lot on the Clean Channel. What is it? I forget what it's called. I don't know. Uh, whatever the Clean Channel is, because his first two albums are clean. So they, well, serious. Well, serious. Yeah. The thing is, I mean, Joanne has a serious account. The only time I use it is I would listen to Phillies games, but this yeah. thing. But yeah. then sometimes if I'll be down on a computer, I'll listen to the '80s station or I listen to the Springsteen station, yeah. and that's all I know. She listens yeah. to crap I don't listen to, but we always crap <laughs> up. I'm like, you're the iPod of a 19 year old. So now, where did you record this CD? This one was at the Ice House. Okay, yeah. which is it's, it's such a great room. Yeah, it's a great room, except for the second show. Like, this bothered me a lot. Like, the crowd, there was like a group of like six people that when they laughed, they'd go, oh, like they're laughing, but they're going, oh, and so I was like, oh, it's driving me up a wall, because it's like, you know, I'm doing some touchy stuff, not too touchy, but for, you know what I mean, like like compared to my other stuff, like talking about being adopted or whatever, and they would, they almost would do like a groan laugh, like, oh, oh, oh. well, you're adopted, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, and so like, so they would laugh about that, and it's like, and but like in the room it's fine but on the audio i'm like oh why are they groaning but they're not really groaning they're just you know but i think i was obsessing on on some of the the stuff now did you record two sets yeah two sets yeah that's what i'm saying the early show was the early show was great because they, they laughed just like they're supposed to like for how you imagine you know but the second show was good because they were super rowdy like they would really get into it but then you also had that core group of people that on certain bits would, would do the whole thing oh well when it comes to the cd because i noticed like i mean i i years ago i had a, a dennis leary comedy cd and mm-hmm. he did his almost like in tracks like yeah. you know like like not listing of tracks but like a, a single on a on an album like the track would end then it'd be a new one yeah. now yours do they does someone edit it and mix in the bits where there'll be some crowd, uh, rowdy crowd and some other? No, it's all blended and what it is, it's like they, right now the show, I didn't even know it's going to be this long, but the CD's going to be about an hour long and, and, and then he makes the track marks. Okay, this, that, that bit ended. Um, now here's the bit about I'm adopted. Now here's the next bit about, you know, um, chocolate or whatever Whoa, but they're from diet, but yeah. they're from both both shows yeah okay yeah but it, it, yeah yeah they're from both shows now yeah. where did where did, how did you choose the ice house um i was booked there and the and, the, and, and you know here in la you can there's a great sound engineer the guy that i used and he recorded my last one and it's just a it's just a great room to record in you know and so now you say you're gonna do another one yeah now you already now do you have I, the, the I, date you're gonna record that I or don't, no? I, don't, I don't have the date yet but i but i have i'm I'm like, wow, I'm really getting the material for this. This is fantastic. And it's great because I'm talking about on this new, on the one I've yet to record, um, really some good touching relationship stuff with like, my wife and my son. That's like, it's funny, Stephen. Like, like it's the, the, it's the kind of laughter that, it's the different kind of laughter than, it's like rolling laughter that's relatable. It's so funny, man. With comedy, you know, you try to write these brilliant bits or you do like, you know, I've always had the, the talent of doing like the crazy voices and, you know, um, like, 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 I'll just do a little bit, like, uh, you know, because my wife's Armenian, so the joke would be, like, uh, we were nervous, like, what's our kid going to look like, you know, is he going to come out angry with an orange unibrow, you know, how, you know, <clears throat> I'm a redhead, she's Armenian, so I would I would do that character, and they would laugh, because it's, like, funny where the kid comes out, and he's like, come on, bro, I want cigarette, I've got orange chest there, baby, get in your stroller, that's not the Mercedes, give me hookah, You're like, they're laughing at this character, and it's a funny kind of thing to do, or if I would do, like, Snoop Dogg, bow, wow, yeah, yeah, what's cracking this, the Dico Double G, you know, that's a person doing an impersonation and people will laugh at that. But, you know, now I'm, I'm doing some stuff that it's like, uh, you know, talking about wanting to hug my son and he's busy on his iPad. And I'm like, you know, forget the iPad. You have an iDad. Get over here. Give me a hug. You know, and, and then I and then this, that story's longer. But the, the, the crux of it is I want him to give me a hug. And then they think I'm done talking about that and then and then I talk about how I like to go swimming with my son but he can't really swim he just kind of hangs on the edge in the shallow end of the pool and then here comes the big punch sign I go but let me tell you he gives the best hugs when I take him to the middle of the pool and they right. picture like ah oh, you know and then and then and, it, and it's kind of a sweet thing and then I you know I hit him with the where's your iPad now that you don't want to hug me you know whatever I got the punch signs there so it's, well, well how does okay well I have a question for you because yeah. as, as you know and it's because you grow as an act yeah but now 
when certain clubs book you, yeah. you're Darren Carter, the party starter, and yeah. they expect a certain thing. Yeah. So now, when you want to go in and do this different material, yeah, yeah, more because yeah. it's more adult material. I mean, that's yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's you, it's you did Darren Carter party years yeah. ago when you started out. Yeah, well, yeah, now yeah, you're yeah. married with a child, and yeah. so it's a different world. Yeah. How do the club owners and how do people react to that? You know, I, I've been very fortunate because it's still sort of in the same lane. It's not like it's not like a like a totally different thing. It's not like okay, because I'm still you know like I'll still hit him with the fun and the energy. But then like 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 I think about that too. Like I, I have a, another bit where I talk about you know my very first motorcycle. Now here's an example. You know I go you know I go, I go I'm going to tell you guys about my very first motorcycle, but I need your energy. Are you guys ready? And then I started up. I go. You guys like Harley Davidsons? Then I pause and I go, because I had a scooter. You know, so then, and then I talk about the differences between a Harley and a scooter, and then I and I take them on that journey of what that was like, you know, and and so it's still like animated and fun, but then I can bring it into the wife and. You know how my wife was like nagging at me for certain things, and but as you, you know, as you do that, as you write more and you, and you yeah. you know develop, do you think at, at some point you will stop doing like you know Carlin used to the hippy yeah. dippy weatherman, then yeah, they, just, yeah, yeah, they yeah. scrapped it. It took years, but do you think at some time you will give up the sound effects and the voices, or is it just so much fun for you that you wouldn't want to? I, I don't think I would. I don't know. It's a good question. Um, I don't think I would give it up because I always looked at it like it was seasoning, you know, like I think the way I look at it, it's, it's who I am and it's like something that I can do that I like to do. Like when I naturally tell a story with someone, I'll, I'll do those things. I think of the, listen, I've seen people who, in my opinion, do it poorly. Like I saw a guy the other night beatboxing and doing noises. And to me, I'm like, that was the main part of his, that, that was the only thing he was doing that was entertaining. Right. His comedy wasn't entertaining like that. And I'm like, Ugh, I hope people, I wonder if people perceive me like that. Cause maybe they don't really watch. They're just in the, they, all they see is some guy up there and they're, they're not really listening, you know, like just walk by comedians. People are just kind of walking by, what's he doing? But it, if anybody really watches the show, my shows, I feel like they're going to know that, you know, like, like I use those things to like, like I said, sort of like another ingredient, like, you know, like I'm telling a story, but then I got this other ability, you know, but cause I, and also it's like some, I mean, people can do comedy in their own way. Like if they're really good at what they do. But I mean, if you, if you have the ability to do something like that, I think you should use it. You know? Well, it's weird. Cause like for me, I don't really perform much anymore. Uh-huh. And, uh, anyway, I host my friend's bar but no one yeah. ever shows yeah, up yeah but <laughs> i i just i mean and you know because everyone knows me as the jimmy hendrix jerry lewis bit they all you know and all the stupid you know yeah but i just i just started telling stories and and i was thinking about it you know and it's funny because i worked with rich scheidner who's a master master storyteller yeah and yeah. we worked we worked uh we we decided we would work ventura together i'm not ventura we worked the valencia together uh-huh. and um and you know he went from his bits to his stories, but his bits are longer. But then, that he, but he's such a master that he could yeah. tell these stories and he could incorporate it. And yeah. it's weird because we get to a point like for me, I don't. It's like I haven't. I get on stage and I just tell a story now. And I, now, if someone said go up and do thirty minutes or yeah. forty minutes, I could and it would yeah. work and it'd be the bits. But I don't like them anymore. And I think so. It's weird how you don't we like develop. the bits anymore or the stories. My bits. I love the stories because I have yeah. good stories, and I'm working on a one man show about so, that. See what you would do is like you would do like what did you say you did earlier? The Jimi Hendrix. Well, uh, I do. I do Jerry Lewis singing Jimi Hendrix. Ooh, Foxy Lady. And then I do Jerry Lewis singing Kenny Rogers Lady, and then Aerosmith. Yeah. And I do Marlon Brando. If he was a tuna fish, it was you, little Charlie. I could have been <laughs> yeah. in a container, shit yeah. like that. Yeah. But, I, but the thing is, but for me, I don't want to do that anymore. It's it, it's. So I can see that. I can see because it, it was it was sort of you know like older references, older things. Or just the bits I do, or you yeah. know, something. But you still I, have those abilities, so you could still use that funny mind that you have well, and, and update I, I'm it. I'm working you know? on a one man show about yeah. me going to the hospital, but then also it's going to talk about you know some of the things I do, like I say who I look like. That incorporates in it. Yeah. And I was talking to Mario Joyner was on last week, mm-hmm. and his one man show. We were talking about like the, like you can do the stories, but yeah. you're right. You got to like you said, see, you got to season it, but you yeah. got to figure out what like you can season it with your sounds, and of course, yeah. because if someone comes to see me, they're not expecting to see. Steve Cooper, the party starter. For you, you still have those fans yeah. who it's like anything, you know, even though you're growing and yeah. you're, you're, tr- you're 
the true fans who are growing with your career yeah. will sit there and be like, oh, that's great, the stuff you're doing. But then they'll be like, wait, why did you do that, man? We came, you know, like the guy, you know how it is. Yeah, like, it's like yeah. the team, you know, it's like it's like in music. It's Luckily, like, I haven't had too much of that. I did have a little bit of that when I when people only knew me from my Latino stuff because I got put on a lot of Latino comedy shows and DVDs. Like I did, I was in Modesto and after the show, this guy goes, man, I wish you did more gang stuff. And I'm like, oh, thank you. You're just used to the gang yeah. Land bit. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, it's you know, and I'll still do it, but it's already out. It's going to be on my CD. It's on YouTube. I'm like, it's already out there. It's like, you just go watch it again. You so, know? so now when you write, though, do you sit there and what, how do you write, you know, coming from the voices and, and you yeah. know, the gangland and things, how do you sit there and start writing about your family? I mean, because it, it's, yeah. it's a different process because, yeah. one, you have to take them into consideration. And two, if you sit there and, and you come across like that they're like... You can't. You have to come across like a good dad. Yeah. Because if you if you sound like a jerk, the crowd's going to hate you. Right. And you're very likable, but then yeah. that's what would make it worse if you said, "Oh, well, my kid." Well, I, I I'm just myself, you know. Like like, and that's what works for me. But I, I have friends that do that that do the other kind of comedy about you know like like they they do kind of they're more like strict dads and like you know, and, and for them it works. But to me, that's not funny, and I don't like that perspective. You know, like like, let me tell you, this guy came up to me the other night, and he goes, "I've never heard anybody do a." anything like that in comedy about wanting to hug your kid like because you know the way that i do it is like you know it's i add some i don't know like just different elements that um you know like i guess the people aren't really doing i mean i don't know let's so it's like you uh you make it funny though you don't just like i mean it sounds really boring hey i love love hugging my kid like who's gonna want to go watch that but it's like when you do it and and you and you're doing bait and switch and you kind of switch and making them laugh it's like or the thing about my wife, the thing that they're laughing a lot about now, I love is my new favorite bit. It's like, oh, you could love the person you're with. You could love that person. But sometimes just the sound of them eating will just piss you off. Boom, right there. They're hooked. Because everyone can think about being in a relationship right. or in a car with a friend, anything. And so, and I talk about how my wife was watching TV late at night and I'm like, you know, 15 feet away eating an apple. I didn't realize it was the world's loudest fruit. Boom, they're hooked. She's watching a show. And this is all true. This happened on Mother's Day. So she's watching TV and I'm like, Ow. You know, when I'm acting it out and they're playing, that there I can do the sound and the faces where they're like, they're picturing me eating this apple. And then she, and everything I say is pretty much kind of like what she sort of said. She goes, stop doing that. You're being passive aggressive. You know, I'm like, what? I'm just eating an apple. Right. You know? And she's like, yeah, right. At midnight, who does that? And she actually told me, she goes, finish it outside. You know, so then I, I take it. So then I take. And you can take your voices. Yeah, and I take that and I take them outside. Like, well, like I'm really going to be eating an apple walking around the streets of Burbank. Don't want to make my wife angry. <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm waking everybody up. It's midnight. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, the cops come up. You have the right to remain silent. Do I? <laughs> you know, so then I take it from that to like the forbidden fruit where God, maybe that's what happened in the Garden of Eden. You know, Adam, Eve, get up, put your clothes, whatever, you know. So, so it takes them that way. And then I take them back into the house where. I'm eating the apple. Now I'm trying to time it out to the dramatic music on the show so I can sneak this apple. The, her, her program, it's like, da na na na. And I'm like, you know, so still doing the music and the voices, right. but I'm telling the story. And, and, and it's uh, relationship. Yeah, yeah, and it's so, relationship. So, so not only am I doing noises and the faces and the voices, which is funny, funny, funny. People like to look at that. Now it's like a whole deeper level of like, like I'm telling you, like I was this last weekend, people came up to me and they're like, hey, that's so funny, man. Like the guy goes, he goes, he goes. Um, I have red hair, so he could relate on that. Some of them had jokes. He goes, I have a Harley, and I got in trouble for eating an apple in the bedroom the other night. And I'm like, Do you have oh. a Harley? No, but I talk about having yeah. that that the motorcycle. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I thought it, maybe you had a Harley. But I do this whole Harley bit about a travel neck pillow that I saw that you know when you fly, and it was a Harley Davidson neck pillow, and that just right there was. I was like, this is hilarious. Like, who's this for? And then, and then I say, maybe it's for someone his wife won't let him have a Harley, but he's allowed to have all the accessories. Right. You know? And then I become the character. I go, that's right, brother. I got a Harley Davidson belt buckle, Harley Davidson assless chaps, special occasions, Mother's Day. And then I take the different special occasions. Black History Month, Yom Kippur, Tom Cruise's birthday. Whenever I'm listening to the Violet Femmes, or whatever you know, right? Blah blah blah. Yeah. And that, you, you played in Utah. Yeah, Salt now, Lake City. Now, was that your first time in Salt Lake? Second time, and and they laughed when I said this. I go, "This is a lot better than I thought it was going to be." <laughs> I go, "Salt Lake is way cooler than you think." <laughs> it sounds like a backwards compliment. Well, what was the uh, you posted the uh, the what was it the, the Latino uh, Mall? The Latino. The, oh yeah, it was. It was so it was. It yeah. was actually, it was no. It was, it was actually called the Latino Mall. Okay, and so I mean, is, you know. You, 
that's only like there you could do that. I know. Like, like anywhere Here else. we just call it the mall. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Orderly. So Van Nuys, Van Nuys food court. Yeah. Now, what, uh, so what was that? Yeah. I mean, did it feel weird though? Like what, what was in the Latino mall? Uh, what's hilarious is I didn't even go in because it wasn't open yet, but there's another mall that I went to. The, the one that I posted those pictures, that was That's Chicano completely mall. mall and the Chicano mall, which is funny because the mall, not the Latino mall, but the, the regular mall, I asked people, I go, I go, how's the mall? And different people would say, it's ghetto. <laughs> like, that's what they called it. And you go to this, quote, ghetto mall, which is hilarious because that weekend the cops were doing some sort of, like, awareness. And they had, like, police dogs doing, like, tricks and stuff, you know, biting this guy with a giant coat on. Um, <clears throat> Aren't those awareness things crazy? I went to one yeah. in Burbank, and they had it, and they gave you those, uh, those, <laughs> draw, those <laughs> drinking and driving goggles oh and they said okay here's and it's sitting there and you don't want to say this but i'm sitting there and the guy goes put them on so i put them on and he goes this is what you know it's like after uh five beers and you're and like, I'm, looking, I'm, I'm going i'm going hey you know i have like 10 beers and six shots and seen a lot better this when i drove and the cop didn't think it was funny but it's just like they yeah it's like no one it's like you put them on you're like good like, you know, what was it like? You, it was like you couldn't see anything. Oh, it was like, so they're it was, lying, yeah, basically. It's, like, it's, not, it's not really accurate. You're, trying, you're walking like this, and it's like, really, five beers? Come on. Come is, on. It, is it good for kids or someone who's never done it? Well, I mean, like, you mean but kids can't drive, and they, yeah, yeah, you know, true. so it's not, it's crazy, but it's just so funny. So, like, with the dogs, probably, it, yeah, oh, yeah, it's crazy, though. No, yeah, did, did you, um, when you put those goggles on, was it like, did you feel you feel like it was accurate or no? No, because you felt, yeah. you just felt like you couldn't even walk. It was like, like everything was crooked in the guy. And I'm sorry, your eyes don't go <laughs> like that. Like, you, like you yeah. would be completely blurry. Hey, wow. you know, I've, I've drank a lot, and I've in college, we drank days on end. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. There, I mean, I may have passed out, but yeah. and I'm legally blind to one eye, so if anyone's going to get blurry, I am. I never sat there and seen blurring it like it's yeah, like no yeah. it's crazy but yeah. it's just like the cops do that because they just they, they want to they want to scare you i hate to say this but i i have performed in in, in the past for for police parties and they were some of the drunkest people i've seen well i know you have friends you know? who are police officers who yeah well because yeah. they, they like to drink and they, and one they guy, go through a lot you know they, yeah you know, yeah yeah I which i get yeah i mean I, and i'll be honest and i'll say this you know and now because you know with um with uh ferguson and all that oh craig and, ferguson getting canceled they're writing about it yeah 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 exactly yeah, right, okay. but no but, but my thing is like this and i see this on facebook and you always see people post about the they post about the bad cops and the bad teachers but they never say hey what about the good teachers and the good cops you know yeah, there's yeah. it's like anything you know there's <coughs> there's there's wall street people who are nice but there's people that built people not every yeah. cop is bad but that's all you see on facebook and it builds up such a hate yeah and it's like you know i'm sorry i want police i you know i'm glad there's police in burbank i'm glad Heck i can yeah. walk home at 1 30 in the morning from if i'm out meeting friends and i can walk four blocks and i don't have to worry about someone taking a shot at me or trying to jump me and, know. you know it's like and, know. and people understand that and that's the thing and the cops that you know they, they of course they drink a lot maybe not all of them but well here's they, what i was gonna say though like, like this is when i say i don't care about the drinking a lot this one guy this this cop he, he had like the cowboy hat and he's probably like you know 60 kind of look like a sheriff like in a movie and he had you know and, and and he was like uh he was one of those guys like like as we were leaving he goes we were leaving the party the christmas party that we were performing at and he goes you boys drinking tonight and we we're like no, no, we're not. And he goes, oh, that's a shame. And he, he was drinking some kind of like straight jack or something. And he goes, remember, if you are going to drink and drive, he gives us drinking and driving tips. You know what he told us? He goes, drive it like you stole it. It's, and we, we kind of laugh. We're like, yeah, I'm serious as all hell. Yeah, but they don't get pulled over because they're cops. Yeah, he, he told us to drive. He goes, he goes, if you drive, he goes, that's who gets pulled over. The people driving the speed limit are below. He goes, because then you stand out. He goes, if you drive like a... He goes, if you're going 90, then he goes in the cop. They're like, oh, that's probably a felon who stole the car. I don't want to deal with all the paperwork. You know? It's, yeah, it's crazy. So I'm like, that's, that's weird advice. Like, so, so where else do you have coming up performing? Where, and where, are you going to some places you're looking forward to going on the road right now? Yeah, I'm going to do a gig. Have you ever heard of Ferguson, Missouri? Yeah, it's, he's, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to go there. He's, no. he's, he's going to do a Snoop Dogg, and he's going he's gonna, to go crazy. So any, anything, what's coming up with you? Um, what am I doing? Uh, oh, I'm, DarrenCarter.com is the best place to find out where I'll be at Darren Carter on Twitter, at Darren Carter. Um, this week I'm at the, um, oh gosh, Ventura Comedy Festival. I'll be at the John Lovett's Comedy Club in Hollywood. And 
in uh, on Saturday. It's a Ventura Comedy Fest. No, Ventura Comedy Club. No, I'm doing the Burbank Comedy Festival this week. Oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing. They could catch me on Hulu. I'm filming some stuff at the Santa Barbara Comedy Festival in September. Uh, no, I just want to know, is there any place? No, you don't have to promote. I'm saying, yeah. is there any places you're, that are coming up that you're excited to be performing at? S- San Diego, September 12th and 13th. Where you at? Pachanga Casino, Madhouse. Pachanga Casino, October 3rd and 4th. Why are you bring me as an opener? Please do, just show up. No, you should bring me as an opener. You should bring me as your feature. The Lake Tahoe Improv. I know I, I know, yeah. so, I know. people in Tahoe. Look at my friend Linda Hansen. I went to college Oh, cool. Well, which one did you want to... Um, All of them. All of them? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a strong yeah. act. I used, to ha- I used to headline the B-clubs. I'm only requiring you to do Jimi Hendrix test. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, no, yeah. no, no um, for, the, for the next album, is it an exciting thing, or is it, are you a little trepidatious because you're sitting there going, you have to come up with all the new material? No, I'm excited. Because, in fact, this last one, I didn't know it was going to be that long. I, I think albums, I mean, I, I think it'd be fine if it was like 40 minutes. You know, like they say Steve Martin won a Grammy for his album, um, and it was only 33 minutes long. Yeah. Think about it's, it's, it's about being funny and, you know, it doesn't have to be like this long, like, you know, like I used to be worried about that. Like, oh, I don't want to put out an album that's like less than an hour, but it, it doesn't have to be an hour. Just make sure it's funny and then and then move on and put another one out, you know? Think about this. Like, any artist you like, Violent Femmes, you like the Violent Femmes? How many albums um, do they have? Do you have an idea? I don't know. I, I have More a, than one, right? Yeah, I have, I have the greatest sets. And I have no, no, I'm just saying, not, not that you own, but like, how many do you think they have out there? In the a world? lot, like 10, 12. That, exactly. If you want to be a fan of somebody, you, you got to have products. So it's like, if people want to be your fan, you got to have products, Steve. So it's like, but this is good. You have this podcast, this radio show. So this is getting hooked in. Now imagine if like every you know year or every two years you put out an album, you know, of like funny stuff. It's like then it's like, oh, let me support them and let me get his stuff. And well, you like, have to. That's like you know me. I mean, I mean, I you know, my website has two hundred and eighty-five episodes. Of it. Exactly, and then you're getting people can of, listen. Yeah. People can listen to old stuff, which I'm not that happy about because it wasn't as new but people can sit there and they can go back and that's the thing and it's it's you a, got a catalog of it's of a catalog where you can go yeah. okay you can go wow i can go back two years i can hear you know when he was single or you know or when he was in the hospital or i didn't record from the hospital but yeah but this but yours your albums <laughs> you know it's like hey how you doing oh, the lady next to me going crazy but yeah. uh, but for you your albums they 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 people who are the true fans will yeah. be able to see your development as a comic with yeah. your different material and yeah. your growth as a human. Yeah, yeah. So we have about a few minutes left, Darren. Um, so uh, what, 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 we'll ask you, what, what was your favorite, uh, top three favorite Robin Williams movies? If you can give three, you Let me think. think. That's the thing, I liked him more for a stand-up and his talk show appearances. Okay. You know, like, um, with the movies, I, I loved uh, Good Morning Vietnam. I love that. I love Good Morning Vietnam. I like the one-hour photo. Um, you know what's funny is... Uh, I watch. I gotta watch Mrs. Doubtfire again because I saw it when I was really sleepy and I didn't. I didn't finish it, and it was at my mother-in-law's house. <laughs> so like, you're like, eh. I was like, it's eh. okay. Well, let's see. We yeah. Well, what should I watch? Like, I well, I like the Fisher King. No, no. What was okay? Oh, and I tried watching uh, the Hudson one. Was it was the Moscow one? on the Hudson? But that was that was. Ba- I saw that back in the. the it's so old. Of you now, you yeah. probably appreciate it. Yeah, but, and I was so young. I was like in yeah. college. Dead Poet like, Society is always great. And what was the season? You said is seize the day. Seize the day. It's very hard to find. He, he plays a salesman, like Willie Loma type salesman. It's one of his. It's probably in, from nineteen eighty eight or eighty six. But uh, but then then Seize the Day was the line in that Poet Society. But Fisher King is a very great movie. Oh, that's why it's confusing to me. Seize the Day is a movie and also a line from a different movie. Yeah, and Fisher King was, of course, is just great movie. Have you you seen that? No. With Jeff Bridges, Mercedes Rule won an Oscar for it. I never saw it. It's amazing. What's it about? A radio DJ? Yeah, but it goes. Jeff Bridges is ready. It goes a lot further yeah. than that. It's very in depth, and then of course, Goodwill Hunting is just always great. You know, I mean, it's just a, one of those. That's very. That's more of an East Coast movie. It's like a guy's East Coast movie. I've never seen it. You've never seen. Never Goodwill? seen oh, it. In okay. fact, my friend yeah. Flip Schultz, we were making yeah. a plan. We're like, you got to watch it. You got to watch you it. You have so, to watch it. So we were getting ready to watch it, and I haven't yet seen it. I still haven't well, seen it. Well, we got to wrap up soon. Uh, give all your info again. DarrenCarter.com. You guys, send me a tweet. Let me know that you heard me on this podcast. I love this show. No, at, no, no one will. At Darren Carter, and I say this every time. I think I did get some tweets the last time okay. I was on. They send them to you. They don't send them to me. At Darren Carter, I'll retweet you and I'll keep you in the mix with your fans. Um, those are cool bracelets. I need to start wearing stuff like that. DarrenCarter.com yeah. and at Darren Carter. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to thank you for coming out. And uh, thank people, you. Please go check them out. Also, people follow me on Twitter. You never tweet me, but you can follow me at Cooper Talk at Cooper Talk. Also, my website Cooper Talk CooperTalk.net. 
And if you have, hey, hey, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pitch here. I'm trying to pitch. If you have an Android tablet or phone, go to the Google Play Store. Android. Type in that Cooper Cooper Talk. It's at yeah, the Cooper Talk app. Send me an email. This you can't talk over this because I have a new email address. It's a uh, Cooper at coopertalk.net. Please send me that. Uh, listen soon. I'll be very soon. I'll be on uh, iHeartRadio, so you can listen to past shows on that app. Um, also, if you want to hear any of my shows besides coopertalk.net, you can go to iTunes or Stitcher and type in Cooper Talk one word, and you'll find all that amazing stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, so just send me an email, cooper at coopertalk.net. Follow me at Cooper and at Cooper Talk. I'm losing my mind. At Cooper Talk. Anyway, people, have a great weekend. I'm Steve Cooper. I'm only as hip as my guests. Don't forget, drink your water, eat your vegetables. Do your push-ups. Take your vitamins and do your push-ups. Darren Carr said, I'm going to thank you guys and we'll listen to you next week. Well, you listen to me. Okay. <laughs>